Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be looking at prayers every Catholic should know and pray. That's right. We're looking at the prayer life of Catholics and showing you integral prayers that you might not know and devotions that you should definitely incorporate into your life. So let's begin with the most fundamental prayer, and that's how we begin all prayers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 It's good every now and then to go back to the roots of our faith, the yeah, traditions the of our church, the mm-hmm. fundamentals. It's true. And, and it's very important to know that humility is the foundation of prayer, as the church teaches us, that going to God and, and allowing him to be in our lives is humility. Humility is something that we have to have in regards to prayer working in our lives. Yeah, and we're going to see in these, in these really uh, top prayers that you need in your personal life, that kind of underpinning of humility as really the whole disposition of prayer. We humble ourselves before God, we lift up our voice, and these prayers are time-tested and proven, and they have been a part of Catholicism, and they need to be a part of your life too. And you know, speaking of humility, we're gonna touch on one of them in a little bit later in the show. The litany of humility has massively shifted my life and my Me prayer too. life, and, and is just such a central part of my devotional life. But we're gonna also touch on things that really need to be in your repertoire of prayer, because in the communal aspect of being a Catholic, it's so beautiful to pray these devotions together with others, and we're going to share the top ones with you on this episode. That's right. So now we're not going to be talking about the ones that every Catholic should fundamentally know, like the sign of the cross. Yes. The Our Father, right? The Our Father is the prayer taught to us by our Lord himself, okay? You should be praying that every day. The Hail Mary, the, the Glory Be, right? All of these things are so fundamental mm-hmm. that I don't think we need to include that. This list is prayers that might not be in your current prayer arsenal yeah. that you might want to incorporate. And, and not to not to presume that you're already praying the rosary, but these fundamental prayers right. are prayed through the rosary. They are devotions that are purely scriptural, and they help us to really have contact with the divine. So we want to encourage a daily rosary. We're not going to go into depth on the rosary itself, but we would be remiss if we don't you know, express the rosary is very important to the daily life of prayer of every Catholic. We should probably put a link to that in case people want to examine the rosary a little bit more. I think we did an episode or even two on that. Yeah, we did. So I think the first one I'd like to start with is one that I've been a proponent of on the show for a long time. That's the Jesus prayer or the breath prayer. This one has been so important in my prayer life. Uh, It's a very simple prayer. It really comes from the East. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called the breath prayer because it involves a sort of a breathing exercise that you do along with it. So this is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm-hmm. So as you say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, you breathe, breathe in. in. And then as you say, have mercy on me, a sinner, sinner, you breathe out. And this you can do with like a, you know an Eastern prayer rope, which mm-hmm. is kind of the original um, predecessor of the rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, this prayer, so calming, so centering, and it involves your whole body, your whole being, and it starts to get you viscerally into prayer. Mm-hmm. It starts to change your biology and your physiology to reflect the state of prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a good starter, too, if you're going to pray. Yeah. It's a good way to get into the mindset of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like the Hallow app, whenever I do the daily reflections of, of the scripture passage, the, the first thing they say is take deep breaths. So it's it's engaging and relaxing so that you can receive 
you know, a, a better prayer experience. But yeah. prayer has to be appreciated holistically. So it is an it's it is an operation and an action of mind, heart, body, and soul. And you know, Catholics do get, do get tagged a little bit with like the Catholic calisthenics. So I've got to stand up, sit down, kneel, you know, all of that. But there is a bodily function to worship. And when we when we look at the breathing associated with the Jesus prayer, breathing is essential to all prayer and really centering yourself, sitting up straight or standing erect, focusing your attention, clearing your mind, and then focusing in on the devotion to really enter into the meditation that's appropriate to the words that we pray. So this one in particular from the Jesus prayer, you know, I want to share from early on in my early 20s, I taught this to somebody who was not even brought up with any faith, a guy that I grew up with, played sports with, and and he started employing it because it was after the fact that he had an abortion with his with his girlfriend and he was tormented, like absolutely tormented. And he was working a couple jobs, he was trying to find his way, and he was really in a dark place. And he started to employ this, this prayer and it massively changed his life. And he started to taste the peace that could only come from Jesus. And like you said, I mean, like that, this could become a part of your daily routine and the amount of times that you could pray this short invocation, mm -hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. As you repeat that over and over again and enter into that, that breath of prayer, that Ruach Elohim, the breath of God does indeed fill your lungs. And what's accompanied by that is a great calm and peace. Yep. Now, I love the last line of the book of Psalms, the last verse in the yeah. whole book of Psalms, let everything that has breath give praise to the Lord. It's excellent. Right? Hallelujah. And this prayer Again, it's 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 a reminder that look, with every fiber of your being, you should be asking the Lord for mercy and praying towards Him. Yes, um, such a fundamental prayer. So that's one that I definitely recommend that uh, people incorporate. And you can get like the chachki beads, yeah, and really start to incorporate this. I mean, you could pray just on your rosary beads if you mm -hmm. don't have a prayer rope. Mm -hmm. um, but this is this is a practice out of the East that I think everyone in the West should really start to adopt. No, no doubt, and and give it a shot because. Um, you know, what we're going to be covering here is the fundamentals of prayer. And I love that we were already honoring the Eastern tradition mm. of prayer in this in this respect. And we're going to be hitting a lot of our Latin rite, the Roman rite of, of the Catholic Church. Um, but again, we, we kind of touched on it briefly. It's like the fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. All of us grew up in athletics. And, you know, growing up as a kid, one of the things that you need to start developing are the fundamentals? How you position your elbow when you step up to play it at the bat with bat? How, how do you how do you approach your free throw shots? How do you approach you know lining up your body when you're when you're shooting a three? All of these fundamentals in athletics need to be fundamentals also in our prayer life. And you know we we shouldn't just go on emotion and what what my heart it's like oh I'm feeling this way or that way and just kind of follow the ups and downs of emotion. It's okay to relate to God from your heart, but how much more important is it to align yourself with revealed prayer that is certainly proven as a model and a mode in which we can participate communally and really fundamentally address God so that our minds begin to elevate to him and our emotions don't hold us back. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is obviously probably the most simplest prayer that we have on our list today. Yeah, that's why sure. I wanted to start with it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and it just goes to show you that simple prayers 
are very powerful. Yeah, and now we we've started with the, the this Jesus prayer, and it is important because all prayer centers around Jesus. Mm-hmm. But as we know, we also referenced our Blessed Mother right away with the the Rosary. Mm-hmm. But there's an ancient prayer that is very important to the history of the Catholic Church. And when you look at the ancient prayer going all the way back to the second, third century, we start seeing the subtuum being practiced across the board in the mystical union of people expressing the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary as she is the model of all Christians, as she is the one who is upheld for us as that model of loving Jesus, of turning to Jesus and contemplating her face. And the subtuum is is such the heartbeat of devotion to Mary. Yeah, the subtuum presidium is older than the Hail Mary. This has been practiced by Christians. The earliest evidence that I found is in the middle of the third century, so in like the 250s during mm-hmm. the Roman persecutions in North Africa and in Egypt. Uh, they was found on a, on a parchment where people are being persecuted and they're saying, look, we need, we're we going through a hard time. So this is one of the most ancient prayers in the Christian tradition that we still have. Mm-hmm. So it's the subtuum presidium, or which is, we fly to thy protection, O holy mother of God. Despise not our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed virgin. Mm-hmm. And that first line is subtuum presidium, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where this comes mm-hmm. from. But this is an ancient prayer that shows from the very beginning of Christianity, before Constantine, mm-hmm. before the Bible was even put together as a book, Christians were praying this prayer to Our Lady. And and now before we have anybody who who may have been formed as an anti-Catholic or or formed to, you know, attack the church in respect to uh, Mary, you know, Mary is Jesus's mother, and in the scriptures it says that all generations will call her blessed. And when we look at the scriptures too, we see all of the apostles flying to Mary after the crucifixion. You know, we see them gathering around her. Yeah. And look at look at how the very first Christians, the apostles, the people that we look at in the Bible, and, and that's throughout all denominations, they fly under her protection. And her sure protection, her sure support in our trying to find our ways through the darkness and the valley of the shadow of death and and our own death, pray for us now and at the hour of our death, our blessed mother in this in this prayer really, uh, you know, she will never despise or turn away from any of our petitions. Yeah, I mean, look at the upper room, look at Pentecost, the very start of the yep. church when Christians really, Christianity, this is the, the this is like the earliest stages of Christianity. Our Lady was there when the Holy Spirit was coming down on the apostles, right? Yeah. I love that because it's the anticipation, right? right. Like mm-hmm. Mary anticipated the birth of Christ as she nurtured her, nurtured him, our Savior, in her womb. Yeah. And then awaiting to contemplate that face manifested in the world, she was the first by way of St. Joseph being that monstrance, holding the body of the nati- in that nativity scene of Jesus, our Savior, Mary to be the first to look upon and gaze and contemplate the beauty of that face. That, that emphasis of anticipation is really clearly expressed in the upper room, you know, where where Mary is teaching the apostles the anticipation of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, there's great um, proof that in the spiritual life, we need to wait. 
We need to be patient. And what do we do while we wait and, and are patient? We pray. Okay. That's right. So uh, for anyone listening, we're going to have a full list of all these prayers below or on this page on the website. So don't try to write these down if you don't want to. You will, you'll have access to them. Um, another one let's, that I think is a really oh, this underutilized is prayer, yeah. right? Yeah. That really fosters devotion to our Lord's sacrifice. Because what is prayer? So these prayers are a conversation with God. They're a plea with God for help or praise. But they're also inspiring devotion in our lives and, un, and inspiring contemplation of deeper mysteries of the faith. Yeah. And this one is the prayer before the crucifix. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read this one? Absolutely. This is a, this is a great one. I've I never remember, prayed this before. Really? Crazy, yeah. I remember coming to this very early on in the journey uh, when I was around 20. Look down upon me, good and gentle Jesus, while before your face I humbly kneel and with burning soul pray and beseech you to fix deep in my heart lively sentiments of faith, hope, and charity, true contrition for my sins, and a firm purpose of amendment, while I contemplate with great love and tender pity your five most precious wounds, pondering over them within me, and calling to mind the words which David, your prophet, said to you, my Jesus. They have pierced my hands and my feet. They have numbered all my bones. Amen. Amen. And, you know, there, there is a great devotion to have a pocket crucifix, mm-hmm. you know, to carry a crucifix in your pocket and to be able to pray this, you know, this historic and ancient prayer of focusing your attention on the crucifix and stopping for just a few moments, you know, and really entering into that mystery. You know, when you when you think about how we grew up and had our first jobs, like culturally speaking, a lot like Europe is still today. But um, culturally speaking, you know, you you took a smoke break. You know, one of the reasons why I smoked was because oh, I just take a, a break. You, it's you a get free a break. break. <laughs> you get a smoke. You get a smoke break. So then, and then you're with your buddies, and you're you know you're smoking a cig or something like that, and and it just gives you a time like okay, I'm working, I'm laboring, I'm sweating. It's it's been a tough day. I'm out doing heavy labor. And this is, this is my break. Well, in the labors of life, there's nothing more relieving and refreshing and certainly more healthy for mind, heart, body, and soul than just stopping, taking a break. And this, these prayers are quick prayers, mm-hmm. reflective prayers. And, you know, to be able to have that tradition of having a pocket crucifix, to be able to pull that out, look at Jesus, and then say this prayer would be so centering. That's it. Uh, this is another one that I think is fundamental and a very... <laughs> overlooked aspect of our faith that's and a, a resource that every one of us has as as Christians mm-hmm. as human beings every one of us has and we don't call on enough and in this day and age we really should be and, that and is, I want to I want to go get something right now go. and I'm going to zoom right back and it is the guardian angel prayer that's it dude I've had this statue of the guardian angel from my earliest memories, being living in my grandparents' house, and right near my bed was always this statue. So it still is. And as you can see, it's very reflective of my <laughs> life because I've got practically no forehead. My poor guardian <laughs> angels, his wings been busted off, and like he's gone through hell and like back to, to yeah, save then, my butt. This angel shows the signs of following you around yeah, for these forty years. <laughs> it's a tough job, and I love my guardian angel. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about when you start looking into guardian angels, my goodness gracious, like, you know, they're going to be like your best friend, in right. heaven, you know what I mean? Like, and 
And like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Like the, the closest friends that you could have are the people that have suffered with you, gone through hell. And, you know, like, you know, that love you and support you through thick and thin, right? Like, like our, our lives, like we, we've all gone through stuff and we're going through it together. And that's the beauty of our faith. And we just want to express our love for you too, because we've been journeying on the Catholic talk show for, you know, five years strong now, and we've gone through ups and downs together, you know, and, and, and this is the thread that keeps us all locked in and that's beautiful in relationships. So if you haven't clicked the subscribe bell and click the bell and be a part of our family, like that's what this is all about. So take a moment, hit that subscribe button, click the little bell. And when you hear the bell ring, an angel gets his wings. Not really, but, no, we no. Get, but, but our YouTube count goes up, which, okay, well, that's which is almost the same thing. <laughs> Close. I, I, my, um, my wife, uh, her mother uh, kind of had this devotion with them growing up. And then that spread to my children, my yep. Wife prays this all the time with There's, our kids. Yeah, why don't you take this one? Oh, angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. Amen. Amen. Who else besides our Lord knows us more intimately than our guardian angel? I mean, guys, we've been together for years now. We know everything about each other, but yeah. there's... Even in our darkest moments, there's things that we are alone in. Yep. But your guardian angel is always with Amen. you. Amen. Always. Everywhere you go, everything you've done, every all your highs and your lows, right there. And it's his only job is to guide you to heaven and protect you. So to foster that devotion, that kinship, and that uh, you know friendship as people mm -hmm. on the path where their job is to get you to heaven and your ontological goal is to get to heaven. Yeah. Having that devotion to your guardian angel is so important. And this is great for children. This is great for people who are suffering from anxiety. This is people who um, are unsure of where to go in life. I mean, your guardian angel is such a source of solace and, and mm -hmm. um, comfort. And mm -hmm. this is great to develop that friendship with That's your right. guardian angel, which I think is, is overlooked a lot yeah. in our church. I mean, we don't have any feast days for our guardian angels. and Well, there's know, the we feast have, of all the angels. There's the feast of all the yeah. angels, yeah. Uh, but distinctly, you know, your guardian angel does know you very well. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, whenever I think of um, a guardian angel and, and catechesis around guardian angels, I always go to Padre Pio. Padre Pio had a radical and powerful experience with his guardian angel. And he shared, you tell me that in the midst of the sufferings that oppress you, you often turn to me in your thoughts and you call me. Well, your good guardian angels sometimes transmit these necessities of yours, and then I, in my unworthiness, always do my duty with Jesus, recommending you to his fatherly goodness. And, you know, he would constantly, you know, um, offer intercession and asking for guardian angels to operate as they have been designed by God for the salvation of the people that he served as a priest. Mm -hmm. And how angelic orders, you know, um, are humbly serve, you know, serving in light of the priesthood and, and how guardian angels are always there to fulfill that work, but they need to be called on, you know, and, and they need to be sent. Yep. Um, I think this next prayer is kind of, so we're going to stay in the winged um, intercessor category. Yep. Um, and this is one. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, we're talking about different kinds of prayer. And we talked about intercessory prayer. We talked about prayer for protection. We talked about prayer, praise, and whatever. Sometimes there's prayers of spiritual battle, right? Sometimes you're going through it and you are feeling attacked. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And, and that could be by, by dark forces, by dark thoughts, by, mm -hmm. you know, real suffering that you can attribute to the evil one. And the battle is real. The battle is real. And let me tell you, I want to show you something once again that is truly beautiful and about who you're talking about. Hold on. All right. We got another thing from the Father Rich collection. The treasury right here from Krakow, Poland, a beautiful. gift from Father oh, Tetlow. beautiful. And a beautiful icon of the one and only St. Michael, the archangel. And this prayer, you know, there's great custom and tradition around praying this prayer at the conclusion of mass. Yep. There is, uh, there have been countless moments where I've, I've prayed on the, prayed through the intercession of St. Michael when I'm feeling overwhelmed in, in darkness. I know you guys have too. And uh, I've shared on the show in previous episodes early on, actually, uh, the testimony of St. Michael in prison ministry and uh, somebody trying to really uh, interfere spiritually and demonically in in um in in a worship session that that we were doing in the, in the middle of this prison down in Palm Beach County and uh and St. Michael came through and just leveled everybody and like the as I was praying the St. Michael prayer lifting up my voice over this person that was like uh can't, like chanting out like curses in the mm. in, in this like demonic way it was crazy and uh St. Michael comes busting and dude through, I just like, like I just locked in and I felt chills up and down my spine and I just started like lifting up my voice to the heights of my ability. And I just prayed the same, this, this prayer, the St. Michael prayer. And I just felt this rushing power come down into the midst of the whole floor of all the prisoners and just level everybody. And I remember this one kid, he was always like the most enthusiastic kids mm -hmm. kid. He was just, he turned around. He's just like, did y'all feel that man? Did y'all feel that? Cool. And like, everybody was silent, dude. And I'm yeah. like, that's St. Michael. You yeah. don't want to play around with the dark with darkness. Yeah. Why don't you read this one? So this is the prayer mm -hmm. to St. Michael the Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. The origin of this prayer is a really fascinating story too. So this was Pope Leo yeah. uh, the tenth, and he had a vision. He had a vision in the Vatican of Satan and uh, Jesus talking, where Satan was saying that I can destroy your church if you just give me seventy five years untethered, and Jesus was like, "Go ahead," mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And Saint Leo, or Pope Leo, was so affected by this, he immediately went out and wrote the St. Michael prayer, right? Because he saw, I think, the coming century that we had right after St. Uh, right after Pope Leo, we had the First World War, we had the Second World War, we had um, a collapse in church attendance, a collapse in morals and faith in the community, uh, and just a, a century of doubt and confusion. So this prayer, I think, really was meant to be uh, you know, a little bit of a, a protection for the battle that was to come. Yeah, and and you see, you see all the confusion, you see the drop in attendance, and you see all of that clearly in the 20th century. But you know, and and you you have critics of the church, and you know, the churches are emptying, churches are closing, and et cetera. But we're also seeing a church being revived in the power of the Holy Spirit right now, and conversion rates and things that we're seeing you know, through the threads of our show too, and how Christ is drawing people into that oneness yeah. is just, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. And this prayer, uh, it was always said after mass, that's kind of fallen away in a lot of parishes. You can still do it. You mm -hmm. can say it after mass. You could try to encourage that devotion in your parish so that maybe you have people that after mass, you all get together and pray it and try to lead that. You can ask your priest if that's something you can bring back. 
or if that's that's not welcome, do it yourself. Yeah. And anytime you're feeling this, like this is a good one to have in a prayer card and keep around with you. Amen. Yeah. You know. Um, here's another really, I think, important oh, this prayer. Is so important. Talking about things that Catholics don't do anymore that is so necessary. We need to bring this back. Bring and it back. Bring it back. Because a lot of these prayers, all these prayers that we've talked about <coughs> up to this point are really about asking for yourself, mm-hmm. something for yourself. And our prayer needs to be generous too. And there is no other things besides offering mass for someone that's more generous than praying for the souls in purgatory. Mm-hmm. They are crying out for just like, like they say in scripture, dip your finger in cold water and cool our, and quench our thirst. Mm-hmm. Chances are, God willing, hopefully, we at least make it to purgatory. Mm-hmm. And the suffering of the holy souls in purgatory needs our prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, as one body, one church, we deserve, we should be giving that to them. And it's a practice that's fallen so out of practice. And, and it was so alive in the in the life of my grandmother. Like I remember her praying for the souls in purgatory and expressing to me constantly, like, you need to sacrifice that for the souls in purgatory. Like yeah. if I was throwing a tantrum or whatever and I was trying to get my way, she would always say, you need to offer that up for the souls in purgatory. Like what a great way to raise a kid, yeah. you know? Jeez. I, I so love it. It's wonder you turned out the way you did, you know? And, and you know, also, like, just kind of th- don't want to get emotional, but, like, um, when you when I pass a cemetery, mm, you yeah. know, and, and I pray for, and it doesn't matter if it's a Catholic cemetery or anything, when I'm on the road, if I see a cemetery, this prayer is the one that I, that I pray. Yeah. And it, it's the prayers for the souls in purgatory, and it goes, eternal rest grants unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Such a powerful prayer. And really, it's just, it's it's not being prayed enough. Our, we have so de-emphasized uh, praying for the holy souls in purgatory as a church that I, that it's, it's, it's criminal. I mean, it's just, we really, I mean, because that's our family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our heavenly family. And these are, these are souls that will make it to heaven, but are now... Um, asking for our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I really appreciate about our friendship is you introduced the indulgences and going to a cemetery, which I, you know, I've never really, you know, understood or was encouraged to do. I didn't know the the reason behind it, and and yeah, so we we uh, took my kids to a, a cemetery and we prayed, and they're like, Dad, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're praying for dead people, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, my dad's past, obviously grandparents, some of their friends, uh, parents, and things like that. So we, we prayed for them. And to have an indulgence there, to go to communion and confession, which I've already done, so I think I'm going to stop stop <laughs> over in that window. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, my fond memory of working in the cemetery down in, yeah. in Flagler <sighs> County, and it's like I remember going around, I was learning how to pray the chapel to Divine Mercy, this prayer, and, and uh, you know, going around the headstones of everybody that I was serving. Some of them were friends that died of overdoses or, yeah. or other types of, you know, mm. somebody got killed. Like they were all in the same cemetery. Wow. So it was like my personal friends, but also family members and people that I, that I knew. So it was very special to become very familiar with your cemetery and do these actions and, and pray in, the, in those locations, meditating on your own death and preparation. Yeah, one of the best places I think to just go and take a walk is cemeteries. Oh man, big time. They're, they're beautiful, they're peaceful. Yep. There's not cars flying around. They typically got walking yep, paths. Quiet. So if your area doesn't really have a great area to exercise and walk, grab your rosary, 
grab this prayer card, go walk around a cemetery, get some peace, meditate on your own death because it's coming, right? I mean, we've talked about the statistics, right? How many, what percentage of people die? 100%. 100 of people die, right? So meditate on your own death, pray for the souls in purgatory yeah. and, and go there. We want to, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Bonaventure Cemetery um, oh. and the Catholic Cemetery in Savannah, Georgia. Um, whenever I need to get away and go kind of clear my mind, that's where I go. Um, the Cathedral of St. John the Baptist is a beautiful place. So if you've never been to Savannah, Georgia, yep. put that on your list. And, and when you do, make sure you go to the Bonaventure Cemetery. Very powerful place. Ryan and I, our company, is working on a really cool project for the cathedral down there in Savannah where we're doing a augmented reality uh, experience yeah. for that. So that's going to be pretty cool. Keep a lookout for that. Um, here's here's one I think that's again another really overlooked one, and it's such a simple practice. To like if if you're like most people in the modern world, there's probably not a lot of devotions in your life. You're probably poorly catechized. I know I was. I know most people were yeah. growing up in our generation, mm -hmm. and to just start to bring some Catholicism back into your life, back into your family, this is I think the easiest way to get started and just have anything resembling a prayer life. Because yeah. once you get it, you start to get like a compounding, snowballing effect. This is prayers before <laughs> and after meals. It's so simple, mm -hmm. and it's a prayer of gratitude, which I think is an attitude that in our lives we all need more in the modern world. So this is, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. If you get your family to pray that before meals, you're going, to you're going to encourage a greater sense of family, mm -hmm. a greater sense of togetherness, a sense that you pray together as a family. Start there. Yeah. So simple. Yeah, and all of, these, all of these prayers that we're sharing with you, these are great ways to just start, memorize them, and then put them into practice. And, you know, something that is missed quite a bit, and, and I'll, I'll say mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, but I do remember, like, you know, uh, praying this early on, but grace before the meals I, I typically hit, Grace after the meals, <laughs> not, I, so, much. not, so, not yeah. so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fat and tired and I want to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, you know. uh, but, you know, making the sign of the cross, I've done that a number of times at the conclusion of, of a meal. But I do miss this. But, you know, a, a great grace after meals is we give thanks for all thy benefits, almighty God, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. It's a great way to just yeah. put that in there. That's yeah. right. So it brings that last prayer that we were talking about, the souls for purgatory, yeah. after meals. So yeah. it's kind of, it ties those together. That's so, a tough yeah. practice to get into, but it's beautiful. It yeah. is. Yeah. Look, the after meals one, probably a little tougher before than, than before, before meals. Easy, yeah. Yeah. But uh. do them both, or at least start with before meals at the bare minimum. You know, yeah. but try that. You know, we want to we want to give a shout out too to like different actions of of the spirit too in prayer. Like you know, and and we're not going to go into these and and you know, but I think the act of faith, the act of hope, the act of charity are very good acts. They're expressions mm -hmm. uh, to the Lord, and and that's what we're called to, right? Like faith, hope, and love, and and you know, that's that's very important thing to do that throughout the day and all these prayers and devotions throughout the day. But how you begin your morning yeah. is a very important thing. And there's an ancient uh, prayer, um, which is the morning offering. And, you know, I, I really need to encourage this at the parish too and pick up prayer cards because I remember coming across a morning offering prayer card early on in my journey and I began to employ it each and every day. But th this prayer is fabulous uh, to learn and start out your days like this. 
O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of the day. For all the intentions of your sacred heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation for sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. Amen. That packs a lot you into cover a prayer. Everything in that prayer. Wow, that's like that's like a prayer multivitamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that into your morning routine. It's right. absolutely shot. wonderful. Yeah, those are works, prayers, joy, suffering, reunification yeah. mm-hmm. of the church, yep. souls reparation for sins. Yeah. Like, so the whole the Pope. Yep, you're praying for the Pope, wow. which is a good thing to do as a subject mm-hmm. of the Holy Father. I think that's a good point, is that's another thing. And this is an easy way to incorporate that, but praying for the Pope's intentions every month is um, a duty of all Catholics. Now, it's not to pray for a, for the Pope's intentions. The Pope delivers a specific intention every month where he says, I would like all Christians to pray for this. Now, in a lot of instances, that's one of the requirements of an indulgence is that yep. you pray for the Pope's intentions mm-hmm. after you pray our Father, Hail Mary, and um, um, meet the requirements of, you know, where can you find his intentions, though? Is it something that they post online? Yes. Or is there mm-hmm. an announcement? Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so that's... that's um, Monthly intentions. Yeah, that's on the USDCB's website. Okay. The, he, he releases a video every month, too. Uh, right. I think it's called PopePrayers.com or something. Yeah, cool. Yeah, for the Pope. For so, the Pope. Yeah. Yeah, great, man. Yeah, yeah my you know home's... what's like, crazy is like, I use Hallow like, every day, and... All these prayers are in there, yeah. And I, I need like I need to put that. In the, they have these daily routines and stuff like that. I need to put those into my daily routines, like just to make sure that I'm praying for the Pope, yeah, or his intentions. These other things that I can put in there, yeah. But so all these all these prayers are in that app. Yeah, this is the PopeVideo.org. That's where okay. you can go and see Pope it. Video. Mm-hmm. They put the Vatican releases a video every month of what the Pope's asking for prayers. Sometimes it'll be for children. Sometimes it'll be for war. Sometimes yeah. it'll be for education. Uh, there's always a very specific thing. It's a great way to unite Christianity in prayer for a specific mm-hmm. cause. Yeah. But again, that's part of the morning offering. And what mm-hmm. a great way to orient your yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Each and every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Great prayer. Um, so this one, big, big, important one oh, yeah. for me. And I think this is the one that we were talking about that got us to inspired to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the memorare. Mm-hmm. Um, Every I, time I, I look word. at this, yeah, I love the words too. And and you'll see little ties to uh, the subtuum that's as, right. as we, as we look at yeah. this, but you know, this was, um, you know, contained within a beautiful like scroll on, on wood uh, in the, in the shrine of our lady of La Leche, the first shrine in the United States of America. So, Every time that I would go visit our Blessed Mother um, and have devotion in the historic shrine, I would kneel down and I would always pray, and I still yeah. do this, I, and you always pray the memorari because it, that, that was one of the prayers that they had on the wall. But this, uh, this truly at the heart of it goes all the way back to the subtuum, and you're going to hear a little bit of that now. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. 
what a confident prayer and what a prayer to a mother. Your mother never lets you down, right? Yeah. And what a what a beautiful prayer. And just the word memorari, remember. Yeah. Remember. Mm-hmm. What a what a beautiful prayer. And it's I love like it. the promise too that never was it known that yes. anybody's ever fled to her protection was left unaided. Amen. Right. That's I, a good mom. I love yeah. that. Feels like, sometimes it feels like a little bit of a challenge. Like, hey, look, I'm saying this prayer. Never was it known. Don't it, like <laughs> d- don't let this instant be the one where it was known. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me tell people, mom. Yeah, hey, mom. Like, hey, you know, you got a good track record here. <laughs> but you know, like this is also this is also the petitions to God in the Old Testament too. It's like remember, you know, like remember your favors, O Lord. Mm-hmm. Remember your great, you know, and, and, it, and it does. And, and not only is it a, a petition to God, but it's also a remembrance that God is faithful. Yeah. Even like um, in Acts, you know, when Peter and Paul were preaching, they called to mind remembering yes. the wilderness, remembering. Remember. Yeah. Rem- yeah. And, it, and it's like, it, they always frame Christ and his church within this framework of remembering mm-hmm. yeah. our past. Do because this they were, they were in remembrance of me. Yeah. And like we are literally mm. taking the members of yeah. the covenants formed with man from God, and we are placing these members in mm. the context of the mystical members of the body of Christ. Yeah, and, and there's, so, there's so many places. Remember. Um, <laughs> Membering. In the Old Testament, there's so many places where they say, remember, O Lord, your promise. Remember, O Lord, your covenant. Yes. Like where our people are then calling, remember the promises you made because we are, that's what instills our hope. Precisely. That's what keeps us. Our faith is in this. Our faith is in this. Don't let us down. And and it's the, it's the anamnesis of liturgy. Yeah. It's, it is literally the, the ability to remember. And, and when people have been anamnesis, yeah, anamnesis was a fancy fancy word, word, but it's, that was third year of seminary. Uh, (laughs) You never made it that, yeah, you never made it that far, but but it is that action and what is our ability. And it doesn't even, you know, for people who are detached from the lineage and they've fallen away from the church in these 75 years in, you know, whatever type of detachment that we have in the generations that we've had before us, like, hey, you know, you still have a lineage that goes all the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember, remember, yeah. remember who you are. <laughs> Remember who you are. <laughs> You're such a goon. Uh, it's like, really do you resonating remember? With me? <laughs> yes. You got it. You got it. Um, this one, Ryan, you really introduced this to me in a new way when we went on the uh, Estovir. Yeah. This one really Knocks hit your me. socks off. It really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And, and this watch one, out. If you pray it, watch out. Yeah, because, man, this one challenged me like no prayers yeah. ever really me challenged too. me. Me too. And I think sometimes prayer needs to be challenging. This mm-hmm. is the litany of humility. And goodness gracious, does this humble you. It if does. you are reading this and praying this with a really open heart, this is going to put you down. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing for you. Yeah. Um, do you want to read this one? Sure. Oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver, deliver me, me, O Jesus. Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver, deliver me, O Jesus. Jesus. From the desire of being honored, 
Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being praised. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being culminated. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, O Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. Wow. Um, if that isn't the antidote to the modern world and our social media infected lives, I don't know yeah. what is. Mm -hmm. That one hits so hard because, I mean, everything in this is what our world tells us to be respected, honored, chosen first, loved, esteemed. Um, it's so it's better so, than everyone else. Yeah, and, and in regards to that, and what we said before, humility is the foundation of prayer. Like all these things distract us from our humility. Yeah. Like all these things are a distraction from being esteemed. How how often do we fight to 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 make somebody know that I am good at something or right. that I have I have mm -hmm. done this with my life? Mm -hmm. Well, you you're disregarding all of God's gifts. You're disregarding your dependency on Him. You're focusing this on yourself. What that does is it distracts us from prayer. It's the camel through the eye of the needle, the rich mm, man, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. You know, we, see, we seek riches not only in monetary things, mm -hmm. but also riches in those around mm -hmm. us. Right? Yeah, it settles the ambition of the heart. Mm -hmm. it, it settles the haughty eye that yeah. looks to things. And, and it does. It makes us center ourselves on others, too. Yeah. And in all these prayers, there are components of, of us that, that the, the prayer is not just for me. Certainly, the souls in purgatory. We've touched a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, um, our Father who art in heaven. You know, like there's a lot of a sense of a communal worship a part of this. But how calming was it in the litany form where you did the invocation, we responded, uh, mm -hmm. deliver us. So, yeah. you know, there's a calming rhythm of breathing yeah. and prayer mm -hmm. that centers you into this mystery of humbling yeah. yourself before God and humbling yourself before others. And there's great peace that comes from that. And every time that I pray this litany of humility, mm -hmm. There is always something that stands out for me in yeah. a, one or a few of the invocations. Always. And then at the conclusion of this litany, I always sit down, okay, that I may not be, you know, su suspect, you know, sure. like deliver me, Jesus. You know, like these things stand out and it's like, boom, okay, I need to sit with this for a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I need, to, I need to ask Jesus to dig down deep inside of me and, and just really pray for that deliverance. Yeah. And I like how the prayer goes from... Uh, deliver me from it to help me to desire it. There's a turn in yes. there. It's like, okay, now that you're free from these fears yes. of being forgotten and, and, and not being honored, now, now. Yeah. now 
Desire that for someone yes. else. Yes, pursue at the depths of your heart and soul. Desire what is good for all and what is good for you. Now, do you know what's good for all and good for you and good for you and good for me? Prayer. Prayer. And do you know what the best app is for that? Hallow. 100%. hundred <laughs> percent. And I love that we've referenced Hallow throughout this yeah. episode because we do want to give a big shout out to our partner. And, yeah. you know, they have done such a marvelous job, you know, cataloging hundreds and a couple thousand years of prayers and devotions in one single app and a beautiful display of artistry digitally and really making prayer available. And for you to be able to set your own prayers, as you were describing yeah. before, uh, Delacrosse, what a gift to be able to have a resource that you could set up these prayers uh, and make them a part of your daily routine so that you memorize them and they become the very fabric of your and spirituality. The, and the outcome of that is greater peace throughout the day. Yes. The outcome is seeing God in certain things throughout the day. A lot of times, like I, I used to go to mass and then that would be it. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just kind of go throughout the day and struggle a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get reminders now, this is what I'm going to do. And and I can set up there. You're going to start parishes pretty soon, but mm -hmm. I can set up this with my kids. Yeah. You know, my two oldest kids have phones. We, we pray together, mm -hmm. you know, with this app. So the, the the use of technology, the outcomes of praying, you're seeing fruit in your life. And we have seen so many of our viewers, uh, our listeners. You know, my parishioners. Parishioners, all, you know, my family, all of these people have benefited greatly from yeah. this app, and it's a very beautiful thing to see. It's yeah, true. so if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow, you can try this app out 100% free and see if it's right for you. Over a billion prayers have been said through this app. A billion prayers. That is a lot of prayer. And if this app and this technology is inspiring that in this modern world, I think that's a great thing. So again, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow to try out the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. Um, now, this is this is a great episode. This, yeah, this episode. I, I really really needed this. Well, we're yeah, praying. this was great, and it was it's a nice way to, <laughs> to start the, the shoot today. Yeah, like it was. Right. It's been very prayerful, and we hope that you in in the experience of of joining us in prayer, like that that you are praying with us and and clicking on the link in our in our show notes, going to our website catholictalkshow.com, and seeing all the things that we have particularly for this episode, because these prayers should be fundamental to the prayer that you say personally and within your family dynamics and within the parish. And, you know, before we go, we want to share, you know, a beautiful 11th century monastic custom of praying three Hail Marys at the evening Compline Bell and what has been upheld in the practice for so many centuries, and that is the Angelus. You know, recently I was traveling to a family wedding in Peekskill, New York, and along the way it was Father Tetlow, myself, um, and my mom and my stepdad. And as we were making our way, whether it was 6 a.m., noon, or 6 p.m., we prayed the Angelus. And you know, each day we prayed the Angelus together. Anyway, we get back to Florida after this, you know, seven day trip, which was awesome. A lot of great experiences. We had a mountaintop, uh, you know, vineyard that we we stopped in and the in the trail, and we went to this really cool German area in Maryland and had this awesome German experience with a beer and a boot. And my stepdad and I are cheers in, and we had the nice wedding. We had stop in in Manhattan. We had a we we had a stop at the uh, Jersey Shore. 
you know, there was a lot of things that we did along the way and a lot of great experiences. And when we were all just kind of sharing as we were entering into Florida, what was like your, your highlight of the trip? What do you remember most fondly? My stepdad said, um, I, I love praying the Angelus every day. Like that was, that was really an awesome experience for me. And Jack's this has got a heart of gold. He does have a heart of gold, man. He's just such a beautiful soul. And, um, and we do this as a staff every single day, you know, right at noon or at 6 PM, we all pray this and it would be a great way to finish this episode with you in praying the Angelus. So we want you to join in and, uh, and we'll conclude with prayer once again in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, this was an awesome episode. See. A gift from God. And as we were discerning how to start today, I think God intervened in a powerful way just to, you know, draw us into the mystery of prayer. And we are so grateful that you draw into the mystery of our Catholic faith each and every week with us here at the Catholic Talk Show. To our patrons who support us financially, we want to say thank you and know of our prayers for you and our gratitude. And if you're considering becoming a financial supporter of the show, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. You'll see all the tiers and the cool gear that we have to send to you and the swag just to say thank you for your generosity. And as we go off into this week, let's employ these fundamental prayers in the life of all Catholics, that the Catholics that have gone before us, they've led a good example for us to put into practice today in our personal life, in our family, and in our parish. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. 